0: Satellite Sisters is brought to you by Away, first-class luggage at a coach price. For $20 off your order, visit awaytravel.com forward slash sisters and use the promo code sisters during checkout. Thanks Away for supporting Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. And today, it's a reunion of the Tuesday show because it's just (laughs) Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Leanne. Just you and me, like the old days, okay? Right? We were supposed to have Liz. We tried. Can you give us an update on her location, Julie?
1: Yes. Liz is at the UNESCO World Heritage Site, San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. And we had every intention of getting a full report on her activities there and sort of a report on UNESCO World Heritage Sites uh, all over the globe. Uh, But unfortunately, our Skype would not uh, cooperate. We got about every... What would you say? Twentieth uh, word she was saying when <laughs> yeah. we did the hookup. Yeah. It was strong. That twentieth <laughs> word was had a lot of content, yeah. but we just couldn't string it together into anything coherent. So she's going to give us that report next week when she returns from Mexico uh, on her on her trip uh, to this UNESCO World Heritage sites.
0: Yeah, she's excited. She's there with some friends. I saw her Friday night before she left, but Skype not. It's at six thousand feet that city, so it's yes. up in the mountains, and and I don't know. it's not it's not Skype happy there. So, Julie, right. we are going to carry on. I mean, we we mm-hmm. we came. Nothing with, stopping us, Lyann. Uh uh, no. We came with the bounty of Tuesday-worthy stories. So now that Liz isn't here, we cut some of our more substantive stories off of our list. But don't worry, because we're going to bring you uh, the Danish art of cozy living, otherwise known as
1: Hige We're gonna. We're just gonna. We're gonna practice saying that. But uh I, I'm all into this. I know. I was first alerted to this at the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. I had I was not familiar with it, but I'm all for cozy living.
0: Okay. We're gonna talk about that. Julie, you have a whole pod from nature. We love I animals do. doing I outrageous do. things. We love those stories. Yes. Yes. yes uh we have an update uh from the satellite sisterhood on a couple of activities you have been um in enjoying and getting involved in including the pulpwood queens and then yes. finally i got a letter from the city of pasadena and you know usually letters that s- state like something is wrong with your business license do not make Ooh. you laugh out loud but you're okay. gonna want to listen to this because it's super funny super funny all right but okay. uh, first little how was your week okay about a year ago, our 21-year-old
1: son moved out. Out he went, okay? We yep. bought a condo. We finally launched him. He had, you know, and he was. it wasn't a failure to launch. It's just that you live in a... <laughs> super expensive the real estate prices in, in in your area of california are expensive so it's hard for young people to move out on their own because things are so darn expensive right, right
0: Liam? and he goes to a college that has no dorms so there okay. weren't really any options <laughs> except bad apartments which seemed foolish when we lived in town but it was ready we were time it was ready for all we wanted to move him out we found a condo in a great spot, so we ended up investing in that condo. He is living in it currently like it's a dorm, and when he graduates, he will start paying the rent on it. Um, but it's only 500 square feet. It's charming and lovely and has high ceilings, but it's it's cozy. It's hige it's in there. And um, so the good news is it's two miles from our house, uh, and I never go. Like, I've only been there three times in the whole year, and once was like, to move him in, and the other time was to wait for a repairman because the refrigerator broke, and he was at uh-huh. school. Um, but I noticed when I was there in December, taking care of the refrigerator business, that the whole place <laughs> was just... It was just overrun with stuff. Like the buildup <laughs> over the last year in every corner of his 500 square feet, he,
1: he was trying to overwhelm him, you know. And he didn't really have an organizational system for his books and his clothing or his household items. They were just, pi- was he piling? Was he hoarding, Leon? Was no, it, did, not did hoarding,
0: see- but well, there's some hoarding, Julie, actually, now that you mention it. But yeah, he just, certain things he absolutely, definitely organizes. He's a photographer. And yes. he has a lot of gear, and his gear is meticulously organized. And unbelievably, okay. for some place that's small, 500 square feet that has tons of storage this place it's a really well designed 500 square foot place um but other stuff had started to pile up mainly things like recycling for instance there's no recycling in the building,
1: so so he didn't want to throw a recycling site in his apartment oh that's nice yeah so just like imagine like a year's worth
0: of like you know grocery store bags so you know the paper bags from the grocery store imagine a year's worth of that or you know, he is 21, newspapers. so six no, pack poppers. holders. He doesn't, they don't have newspapers this generation, so that's not a plan. Now, also imagine, you know, I passed along um, my addiction to sparkling water to my children. They they yes. love the seltzer water in the cans uh, that I've been giving them since they were babies. And yes. now they've discovered La Croix, the finest yes. of these seltzers. So, and he's also an art student. So he started, when he moved out, going through quite a bit of La Croix on his own. Which is gets expensive and heavy, but he has yeah. saved every LaCroix can for a year because he swears he's going to make a sculpture out of it, and, a and those are all in the apartment. Yes, Marvin. he has a year's, so I guess he is hoarding. Those have now, they're all in trash bags and they've migrated to the lovely patio that I was sure he would be entertaining on. Now it's just okay. a storage unit for his Le Croix cans for the once and future art project that he's going to make. And just a lot of stuff was shoved under the bed or he's a lot of cardboard,
1: things like that. <laughs> you know, packaging. Just <laughs> in case the apartment doesn't work out, he wants to be able to shelter in place somewhere know. down So every nook and
0: cranny was crammed. So as part of his Christmas gift, we said, you're going to get two hours of our time. You know, your father's going to go over there and going to put up those light fixtures and all the artwork that's leaning up against the walls and do this and that and the other thing. And I'll do some light cleaning. The refrigerator that was broken was cleaned out but not to the highest and best so there was some things I had to straighten out there I promised that I would take him to the grocery store and stock the fridge for the second is starting his term today and just it just made me laugh just all the stuff we ended up hauling out again there's no recycling so we took all the recycling home we had like a car's worth of recycling and the cans and the paper and when we finished he's like wow this place looks
1: great it just looks so much (laughs) bigger I think this is an HGTV show. I mean, people don't know that you and your husband as a team have superior organizational stylistic design skills, you know, that, that you have done this at Liz's place in Oregon, right? Right. That when you go up there on That's vacation- true. You are like organizing Liz's closets and hanging pictures and doing all sorts of things. I think you two could uh, could have your own show. Sort of a spin-off of Fixer Upper, only California style. Cleaner upper. Cleaner
0: Straight- <laughs> Straight- upper. <laughs> yeah. Straighten upper. <laughs> <laughs> I just and my husband is he's relentless when it comes to household tasks. Like he doesn't halfway get through things. He all the way gets through things and then yes. cleans up after himself. So, you know, the like That's why gone. you're
1: a powerful team. Yes. I mean, has yes. that determination <laughs> yeah. you have the design side you don't have as much determination as he does no, he I no, can easily no be, one does yeah no one does, <laughs> no one does. but <laughs> that's that's why a powerful that is a nice gift It is a good
0: gift. So I wanted to share that. If you have a 20 something, you know, this isn't a regular thing. Again, we moved in a year ago. A year later, we gave him the gift of two hours to do this. I'm not regularly cleaning his apartment or even going over there. But because we actually technically own it, we just like to have some eyeballs on it every once in a while. So he really, really appreciated it, and we didn't even—we used our full two hours, actually three—to execute all the tasks and the recycling that we needed to. And so we're going to do the grocery store shopping this week, the restocking of the fridge because the fridge was fixed in December, and I opened it up. And of course, there's just one six-pack of beer and some hard cider in there. <laughs> there's
1: <laughs> no mustard, more. not a like a jar of mustard, you not know, because that's usually the.
0: There's literally, I was like, this, what, what have you been eating for a month?
1: <gasps> oh, well, it's it better than that. opening it up and seeing a lot of like really old food yes. or, you know, yes. really old takeout in yes. there. So he had cleaned that, all that, that out.
0: Be- he just hadn't restocked. And that, and why you're asking how what does he eat, there's a taco truck right on the corner. Like kitty corner from his apartment. There's a taco truck. And I think he eats there like six nights a week and then some. So anyway, it was a good gift. We enjoyed our afternoon of, of cleaning up after him. It was a, it was a holiday Monday. So we were able to do that for him. And now, you know, we really don't have to go back for another year. He's in good shape for, for another year. Oh, the buildup. Oh, the buildup. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to take a break. A word from our sponsor, Away Luggage. And then we'll be back. We're going to tell you all about the Danish art of living cozy, which I don't know, Julie, I thought Sheila invented the art of living
1: co- cozy. Yes, she did. But she can't say hygge. What is this word? Hyge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that when we return. Stay with us. Hi, Satellite Sisters, it's Leanne, and I want to thank Away for sponsoring today's Satellite Sisters podcast. Away makes luggage that's first class luggage at a coach price. And really, isn't that my personal motto? I think it is. I love my Away carry on bag, and if you go to our special URL, you're going to check out these bags and you're going to love them too. It's awayluggage.com forward slash sisters. Awayluggage.com forward slash sisters. Okay, these are lightweight, unbreakable, sleek, modernly designed bags that have a great interior system to keep your stuff neat, but you can hoist them up in the overhead and save your shoulders, ladies. And best everything in the carry-on, you can charge your cell phone right there in the carry-on. That's right. You don't have to worry about your cell phone going dead at the airport anymore because your bag can charge your cell phone. I love strolling through the airport with my modern Away carry-on. You know, just kind of makes me feel hip and cool. And, and, you know, first class at a coach price. I'm going to D.C. this week, and I'm not packing much, but I am packing my Away bag. Away makes four different sizes of bags, carry-on, big carry-on, the medium and the large and they come in nine great colors they're really fun looking so go to awaytravel.com forward slash sisters and if you use the promo code sisters you get $20 off your purchase now your luggage shouldn't cost more than your plane ticket and away suitcases are designed with the highest quality materials and are still under $300 and with that $20 off promo There you go. It's a great gift for special people in your life. If you have a young graduate or a special valentine, or maybe just a gift to yourself. You can't lose because there's a 100-day guarantee. So travel with it, vibe with it, Instagram with it, baby. And if you don't like it for any reason, you can send it back. There's free shipping on any order in the continental U.S. And you're just going to love the way you look when you're wandering through the airport with your away bag awayluggage.com forward slash sisters promo code sisters thanks away I'm Leanne here with Julie it's a it's an impromptu Tuesday show because Liz is out of Skype range in Mexico. Julie we have a lot happening on the show today well not really I just say that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to distract
1: people we have a lot It's it, this is a kind of show that is going to be transporting it might not be transformative but it's going to take you in different directions right. than you would normally go on a tuesday that's what i think leanne
0: yeah there's a lot happening in the world this week but we're focusing on what's happening in in uh denmark so okay i was not aware of this danish art of living cozy or that's a loose translation of the word huge. And if you've seen yeah. it around, it's probably because in 2016, it was a runner-up for word of the year. And it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, but it's pronounced "hige, <laughs> Are I'm, you sure
1: on that pronunciation? Lynn, I watched just... like
0: three YouTube videos today with Danish people talking about "hige." We can't <laughs> okay. move our mouths like Danish people, so it's okay. not really going to work for us. But the concept... I think we can embrace, particularly Mm -hmm. in the winter months. And this is it. And if it sounds a lot like what our sister Sheila Dolan used to do on the cozy couch, it is. It's basically this. It's get cozy, people. Bring warmth into your life. life. Bring interaction Eat a nice piece of cake if you want to. No one is judging you because it's all hige. And the Danes particularly admire this. It's been a part of their culture for a long time. It all starts with lighting candles. Okay, you have to have soft, warm lighting. Go ahead and light that fire. If you're tempted to put on some cashmere socks, now would be the perfect time if you want to get hige. Get yourself one of those
1: fuzzy robes or those... Big throws, those furry throws that you see. Or pop- how about the yeah, the ones that you can wear. The right. throws you can wear. You could even get one of those. Glenn. Yeah.
0: That's you get isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then you have to the main thing it seems you have to do is drink a hot beverage. Maybe it's mm-hmm. coffee, maybe it's tea, maybe it's cocoa, or maybe it's that stuff, glug that they all drink. Yeah. That mulled yeah. wine.
1: Yeah, it's like a hot
0: toddy. Yeah, that's good. And then you want to do some cuddling, maybe some game playing. If you feel like singing, please please sing. Please, I won't be joining you, but please sing. Just don't involve electronics or technology. Instead, you is kind of this tactile experience where everyone feels cozy and, and feels like they're part of something warm and
1: supportive. And Julie, doesn't it sound fantastic when you think think about it? It It does. It's a nice thing to do. Well, the Danes do it because it's so cold and dark in Denmark all winter, you know? I mean, I when I lived in Russia, it was the same thing. You know, you gotta turn on the lights, you gotta make it cozy, you gotta put on a cozy sweater, you gotta do something to fight against the cold and the dark that's outside. Yeah. So Huguen, I think we can all do it. Even if you have daylight, even if you live in Southern California. You have times, right, where it's gloomy there, yes. right? Yeah, occasionally.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I practice Hygge, I realized, um, when I just drive around with the seat heater on. Like, to me, that's the best. Oh, I love that. I yes, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like really Getting out of yoga and blasting my seat heater and just driving around in my own car. And yeah. I know that doesn't involve, like, interaction and face-to-face conversations, but I don't care. That's my own little bit, corner of Hygge. I like that the adjective of Hygge is hugela, And then there are all these words, like there's an actual word in Danish for cozy clothes. I can't, I can't, I can't. Which which Sheila invented, cozy clothes. I know. And now everyone in Santa Monica is cozy clothes. I do feel bad that she was so on board with this whole cozy trend you know 10 yeah. years ago frankly uh-huh. but all it's all of a sudden in the last two or three years that westerners have discovered this practice that the Danes have used and so there have been a bunch of hit books and now there are websites and now of course because we're western we want to buy stuff so now there's product lines there's bakeries but I'm I'm for any movement that involves cake you know and that seems to be a big part of Higa is his enjoying that's a nice
1: a thing to have. Like when it's cold and dark and rainy or snowy, like a nice piece of cake and a cup of coffee or tea. That's great.
0: Yeah. So, and they, and, and social people, um, you know, who study sort of lifestyles and social trends say, this is kind of a reaction to that whole Japanese art of tidying up and living with five things and, you know, only having things that spark joy and getting rid of everything else. That's not really what the Danes are practicing here. The Danes, yeah. the Danes want you to value the things you have, but if they're cozy, all the better. Like, don't get or rid of that. does that
1: spark joy? <laughs> I, I see these as compatible. You do? Uh, yeah, because I think if you have a cozy bathrobe, that sparks a lot of joy. You're not going to throw that away, not, you're, <laughs> it, right, when you're tidying up. You're going to keep those warm, cozy socks, right? Yeah. And right. if you have taken in your house, that is going to be that's <laughs> joyful, Lynn. It was funny
0: because on uh, this weekend, our sister Monica was in Bend, Oregon, at the at the old cottage Liz has there, and it was a super snowy night. You know, they've gotten feet like six feet of snow. And the house was all lit up. You could see some candlelight. And she went outside and took a picture and then just texted it to me with the comment, Hygge. So yes. Monica's on board with Hygge. I know that. Yes. So, I mean, it's a good thing for the dark, cold Northwest. Yes, you would embrace that. But it all seems to start with the candles. you got to light the candles. Apparently. Have you ever been to Copenhagen, Julie?
1: Uh, no, I've never been there, but I know that in in many you know like in uh in, in Denmark that it's very common, even at breakfast that because again, because it's dark there it's dark, I know that I guess, bre- yeah, yes, that they have candlelight at breakfast, you know, yeah, I mean, that's I it. was surprised to read that people yeah, were so, talking the, about the, the, the,
0: yeah, yeah, their daily practice and oh, we light a candle in the morning, I was like. At breakfast, like I use a lot of candles, but it never occurred to me to light when at breakfast. But you're well, right. Why don't you
1: try that? We could, you know, the when you get a cold, dark day, yeah, uh, in some in Pasadena, you know, yeah. well, you last should try week, that. Later. We had rain all week, and I have yes. to say, we, you know, my theme
0: for 2017 is keeping it real. So yes. as part of that, we're trying to sort of disconnect from media at night. And every single night last week, we we ate out in the living room. We had candles. I lit the fire, and my husband and I just talked to each other. <laughs> It was weird, but... <laughs> but we did it. We managed
1: a, a whole week of that.
0: That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> Leanne, you got to write a book about marriage
0: secrets. How I, it's weird. How I survived my Hugue week.
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's a good one, Leanne. Okay, well, I think we should all, I mean, I don't see how you can be opposed to this. I really you can't don't. be opposed, you don't. other
0: other than you know, of course, so, you know, lifestyle critics. There was a, a think piece on on Higa in the New Yorker, and they said one of the problems is it, with it is it sort of breeds conformity. So, for instance, the Danes, if somebody you know really like bums out their Hugay be like talking about something controversial or saying I don't like that people are like oh man you're not Hugay you know don't Bogart my Hugay with that political comment or oh my gosh you know how could you not like the girl with the dragon tattoo or whatever and so uh so <laughs> that's Swedish I think that,
1: anyway. that was, it was it's good it was the region Leanne that was a good reference. Good, Scandinavian. Good good cultural <laughs> reference there okay so, so
0: that you know and it also it also gets to the idea of like well you know because the danes are always voted like the happiest people on earth. Like they're very happy. Yeah. Like all this huge, yeah. this coziness, the candles, the cake, it makes them very happy. Um but they also, you know, are content monetarily and they have a lot of leisure time. And that that's what socialism <laughs> gives you. So that's what really high taxes gives you. And lots of childcare. Uh but um so there's a trade off. So there is of course the New Yorker found the dark side of huge. <laughs> But of course. I think lighting some candles, having some tea, that doesn't seem that expensive to me. That do, it doesn't no. seem like that excludes a lot of people. So even if in the small bit of leisure time you do have, you, you get up, I think that's a good thing for people, especially in the winter months, especially. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Very nicely and Very nice. You know, this week I was searching... So, you know, you know, you've heard that sometimes like when you when you feel like, oh, you got a lot of problems or there's a lot of stress in the world that you should try to think about the universe because it gets you outside of yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, if you think about things that are bigger than you, uh, that helps to put whatever you're dealing with in, in perspective. And Leon I saw something that was bigger than me and I sent you that video. I don't know if you have seen the hunchback alligator of Florida. Have you seen this guy? No. Uh, he's he's called the Hunchback or Godzilla. Okay, he's over twelve twelve feet. Uh, he's he's now an internet sensation. You can watch this. He's he lives at the Circle B Bar Reserve at the Polk Nature Discovery Center in Lakeland, Florida. And I, when I saw this, I could not believe that that creature and, and that I that I, that I could be on the same planet with this creature because he's he's just sort of magnificent and awe inspiring in his hugeness and you know he's from he's from another place in time. Wow I'm looking this up now. Yeah. Massive gator uh, spotted in a nature preserve in Lakeland.
0: Here here he comes. He's
1: coming up. Godzilla hunchback is what they're calling him because he has a large hump on the back. But I Oh my gosh, look at him. I told you. So if holy you are cow. feeling, if, if you are not, I know, Lee, and Holy Cow is right. Oh, sorry, uh,
0: I, I. Sorry, that's I, the know. news playing. Okay, never mind. Okay, <laughs> still don't really understand how how the internet works.
1: All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm just saying that if I, I pass that on, we're gonna we're gonna try to post that uh, as just you know as as a way that if you ne- if you're feeling stressed this week, you might want to want to ponder. The hunchback alligator of Florida, because he is magnificent. He is if like a
0: jowl or something. <laughs> it's like a what's that thing turkeys have? That thing under their neck?
1: I, <laughs> I don't Ooh. know. No follow up questions, Lee. <laughs> okay. No follow up questions. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That is what I got. On <laughs> okay. But I mean, he's the good news. So the hunchback Godzilla is the good news. The bad news is I I kind of got on this nature uh, kick this week. I thought, well, I found (laughs) I've been doing a lot of babysitting. And my son and daughter-in-law like to read Nature magazines, oh. So I picked up Nature magazine. I thought, well, this will be enjoyable and transporting in that it's, uh, you know, it's not politics. So I'm happy about that. Um, but I, the bad news, here's the bad news, Leon, is that uh, apparently the Eurasian wild pig, uh-huh. uh, it, which have you seen this guy? He, they I'm are looking him good. up now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wild pig. They used to be in sort of just regional areas, but the bad news is they are spreading all across the United States. Oh, and oh yeah, and they're blaming the warmer climate. Climate change may have aided in the spread of these Eurasian wild pigs, and people just don't have anything good to say about these pigs because they transmit disease, they destroy crops, and they compete with the native wildlife. So, so these are
0: not the pigs people are going to take home as pets. They're Oh, they're so no, smart. No. They're smart as
1: dogs. Oh, stop. Yeah, they're no. pigs. Okay. No. <laughs> you're not okay. believing that? No. You're not. You're not. Okay. So they're bad. So we have these. We have a, we're going to have is if you did not have enough to worry about. Oh, now you gosh. have to worry about your Eurasian wild pig. Because they're coming Get that gator the, and get that gator on the pig duty, I think, is the I way think to do he it. Might, he might enjoy a nice pork meal. I'm not sure. So. We just, it just got me reading about predators, and then I. I... <laughs> wow, this is a feel-good story. <laughs> feel-good story. Well, That's... it does get very good after that because then I was reading about the country of New Zealand. I mean, Kiwis—they seem like a peace-loving group of people. I've never—it's on my bucket list of places in the world that I really want to visit. Visit, and I'm reading in Nature magazine that they have an audacious plan to get rid of all invasive predators on the island of New Zealand by 2050. They want to rid New Zealand of rats, possums, and sloats. Now, sloats are a cousin of weasels. Now, these are... These... Okay. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I told you, but you might want to use that term on someone. Oh, yeah. you're such a sloat. It sounds like a Shakespeare is yes, slate. Yeah. He would have it probably slote. came from Yeah. But uh, you know, because rats, possums and sloats were not indigenous to um to New Zealand. They have, and they're ruining the island because the island is just has beautiful small lizards. They have flightless birds. They have all this native fauna. They have insects. And the rats and the possums and the sloths are eating and uh, eating everything and, and really ruining the ecosystem in New Zealand. And it is such a problem that there is absolute popular support to kill all of these rats, possums and sloats because for the conservation benefit uh, for New Zealand. So how about that? So So, there are no animal rights groups, you know, raising their hands. No, I mean, they're just saying that because the threat to the natural environment of New Zealand, that these animals are really threatening it, that they've got to go. So But that's, you know, so if you're a scientist, if you're an animal behaviorist, uh, or if you're just, I don't know, an exterminator, you've got a big job if you have to kill all the rats, (laughs) possums, and sloats on the island, okay? So they have a multifaceted plan, Leanne, to get get rid of these uh, predators, okay? Number one, they're going to use poison bait you know that's that's you know sort of uh, you know that's the groundwork yeah. for a lot yeah. of the things they're also going to use traps but these are high-tech traps where they're going to they have the ability oh, this is just unbelievable these are electronic reset capabilities that can reset up to 24 times so they can kill you know they can kill a rat and then i don't know they dispose the rat and then it automatically resets and they're just ready to go I mean they've got you know they got to kill a lot of, a lot animals. of rats yeah they got a lot. they're going to do some gene editing they're going to do, uh, they're going to try to uh to do that to see if they can manipulate the genes of the rats and the possums and sloths so that they don't uh, mo- <laughs> uh multiply <laughs> Steffi doesn't seem like she's on the new zealand plan Seems at she all keeps she's gene editing <laughs> i would like to edit the bark out of her genetic code yeah yeah, just really And then they're going with, and this is going to be, this is, then they're going with what they call the Trojan female technique, where they, uh, they have female rats, possums, and sloats that are, that they, again, they have adjusted the DNA so that when they mate with the male, um, it it, it leaves the male sterile. Oh, good.
0: Oh, that's strong. (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, when well, I hear I just, that, I wonder, why can't we get that some of that technology and people like that? <laughs> Leanne, that is not I'm that is saying. not in
1: the spirit of <laughs> No, that's not not okay. one bit. But I this was I had no idea this was going on. I'm really actually shocked that a country would consider just, you know, ridding what really is going to attempt to do this well
0: now you're talking when we were in the galapagos they eradicated rats from the galapagos island because they they were they were killing the tortoise population they were eating all the tortoises food and everything like that so they did the same thing they did a big rat eradication there that was successful so, yeah. uh, to save the tortoises. So, I guess, yeah. you know, all, all men are created equal, but some men are more equal than others. You know, in the animal uh, kingdom, all pigs are yeah. created equal. Some pigs are equal than others.
1: Except just... for those Eurasian wild pigs, which are, <laughs> so... are not, not so good. Not so good. Well, so, anyway. so Does I'm it just change gonna, your I...
0: opinion of New Zealand as a yes, peaceful it does. country? I feel like it's
1: a country of killers now. Well, I, I think a...
0: that's how it started, right? It's kind of a warrior country,
1: you know? Yeah, I guess, but I just had no idea. I thought the peace loving Kiwis, that's the way, that's what I was going with. So I'm just, but I'm going to, so New Zealand, I'm just putting you uh, on record. I'm going to be watching you. I I, I just, I really don't even know what to think about this, Leanne, because it seems so extreme, but they, you know, but because they feel the threat to their environment is so extreme, they're going to take, take these measures.
0: Well, I had to do a little, ex- you know, extermination, er- eradication this week. You know, I was, Don't feeding, all from I was t- feeding that feral cat for a couple of years while I was in between dogs. And um, I'll be honest. I mean, it was fine. We didn't have any relationship except here's the food. And I never touched her. I had no interest in it. And... Um, So I noticed, you know, once the dog showed up, she was not as enthusiastically showing up for the food. And a couple of times she would come and then leave. And, and then uh, for like two weeks over Christmas, I put the food out every night and then I go check at the, you know, at the window to see if she'd come. And like one night there was a skunk there eating the food. And one night there was a possum and another night there was a coyote eating the cat food. I was like, Okay, oh, I, oh. this seems like a really so, bad idea. I got to call be, the
1: kiwis. Call yeah. the kiwis. They know what to do.
0: I just didn't. I just don't put the cat food out anymore. I just don't want to be the crazy lady on the street feeding the coyotes because I think it's a kitty cat. So yeah. this, I mean, I like skunks. Skunks are fine. But um, so, but that's it. So my relationship with the feral cat is over. It was. I feel like for a year and a half, I, I was a nice person, but. Okay. But nature, nature has taken its course. It's the circle of life. Now okay. the dog is back and the cat is gone, and that's how it works here.
1: That, that seems where I think you have you have achieved. The balance that you need in your life one final one final uh, note on uh, in our nature discussion today, Leon, there was a story uh, today in The Wall Street Journal about that a number of state parks around the country you can pick a state they are all really strapped for funds uh, that you know that budgets are slashed, state budgets are slashed, and state parks don 't have enough. Operating income, and so they've been looking at a wide range of of ways to raise money to support uh, and maintain state parks. And what a, a number of states are doing, uh, and it's you know it's it's controversial, but. For example, the state of Wisconsin is considering selling the naming rights um, in its park uh, so for example, you know it might be you know the uh, you know you might have a corporate name that you know this park is brought to you by a t and t you know state right. park or you know it might you know some some states, uh, for example, the state of Virginia, North Face, uh, the clothing company, um, has, uh, pro- you know, provides some sponsorship for the state parks in Virginia. And so they get their logo on all the trailhead signs. Oh. Uh, but but you can understand that and, you know, but all states are kind of are considering private public partnerships in order to to maintain and to operate these, you know, these wonderful places to go. Uh, and it just got me thinking, like, I'm not really in favor and seeing a lot of seeing a lot of corporate logos on state parks, but I would be in favor of seeing a satellite sister trail somewhere at some <laughs> state park, wouldn't you? Well, again, you know, how I, know I feel you about know. hiking. <laughs> No, this could be a walking trail. I was thinking of it in particular. <laughs> Maybe even a paved walking trail, Hi. I would be all for sponsoring a few bathrooms, ladies'
0: rooms in, in National oh, okay, Park. That seems okay. like a good fit for us. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is for- where sometimes I think, you know what? We got a whole lot of rich people here in america somebody should just step up and personally sponsor a national park
1: like uh, we've done on the freeway a national park or these state parks
0: state parks yes i'm so sorry about this dog this we we adjusted (laughs) our timing on the recording and um this is like a highway of human beings from eight to nine at our house um (laughs) so i'm sorry about that uh but, you know, I, you know, sometimes you think like, okay, maybe, you know, some rich rich person should just step up and just sponsor the state park. Like we have on the freeways here in California, you know, you can sponsor parts of the freeway, the cleanup of it, and you get a little sign and it's tasteful. And there's yeah. a part here that Bette Midler famously sponsors. It's just nice to see Bette's name. And, you know, she's responsible for paying for the maintenance. So.
1: Right. i think that's that's okay so you're so maybe not corporate but you'd be yeah. okay with celebrity state parks yeah. yeah
0: or just human beings with money can step up yes. and you will put you will slap your name on it you know i don't it doesn't yeah. have to be a corporate logo all the time it would be right. nice if you know people stepped up and did that and i know like we make a donation to the some parks foundation every year in honor of my in-laws and stuff like that but yeah it would be nice i mean again there are a million excellent charities but you're right state parks service a lot of people i like them they they
1: do I, they do and it creates you know opportunities to access nature for so many people so yes. yeah we should keep this in mind yeah. okay i'm just okay. Uh, i'm just passing that out there okay all right
0: uh What's, oh, am I next? Is it my, you are, letter? you were going to tell, I
1: know, I know the barking, the barking is bothering the you bar- more than, than anyone else, <laughs> yeah. like, but you were, you told, you told us at the beginning of the podcast okay. oh, that my. you received yeah. a letter from the city of Pasadena. All
0: right. So, uh, we, we made some organizational changes here at, uh, Satellite Sisters and one was to change the location of where our company is technically registered. Um, mainly because, <laughs> mainly because. We we had mail going to basically two places where it never got anywhere. I'll just leave it at that to a P.O. box in Santa Monica and to an accountant who had stopped doing our accounting, apparently, without telling us. So, long story short, the name of our production company is Mudbath Productions. And now all the mail comes to me. So, just because I'm home all day and I open the mail. So, it seemed like a fail-safe thing. You know, it's not like we have a ton of mail anymore or giant checks coming through the door, but <laughs> And you'd tell us if we got any giant che- checks, I checks would. wouldn't you, Leah? Yes. Would. Uh, we So... But it seemed like somebody somewhere should be attending the mail on a regular basis. So then I had to file for a city business license, right? So, regulations. So I did. And then I got a letter back last week from the city of Pasadena. And it said that my license was filled out incorrectly and it needed additional information. And then there was something highlighted on the letter, this yellow highlighting. And it said private residences may not be used for massage parlors. (laughs) And I was like, what? And then I realized our name is Mudbath Productions. Like they thought I was personally running a mud bath out of my house. (laughs) I mean. I just started to howl. There were like tears coming out of my eyes because I mean we have been called many many things in our professional life. Yes, many of which we will not repeat on the air because they're terrible. Uh, but um, but we have never been called massage therapists before. <laughs> so
1: It just really really made me laugh. I was like, oh my
0: god, just the gosh.
1: thought of like Liz as your masseuse or even <laughs> Sheila as the masseuse. Really, any of That's- us. Of us, of us, that's keep we, me happy all day we just, don't even really touch each
0: other why would we want to touch strangers like <laughs> so it just oh it just really whoo that red flag at the city of
1: pasadena no massage parlors in residential neighborhoods mm, okay <laughs> you don't want to start that rumor with your neighbors that you're running a massage par- parlor in. No. Certainly not. No. So how do you correct that? Now, I, I I'm incredible. gonna I, I have to look
0: closely at it. I, I may have to go in person or just write a letter explaining we're a production we're a production company, not a day spa. <laughs> 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 so oh, makes me laugh. All right. Oh. Uh what else we have? Oh, the, oh Well the- oh I wanted to mention.
1: Yeah. Um I, uh, you know, we love the Satellite Sisterhood, and we love all the things. Lynn, just a shout out, boy, the book club. You got that so many, s- so many responses, so many comments. That was, and if you, um, I, Carrie has the voting up for the next book. Um, I don't think the voting is closed yet, so you definitely want to check that out at uh, the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. I wanna, I wanna do a particular shout out to Mary Lynn, Mary Jane. Glinda and Betsy. These are four satellite sisters that attended the Pulpwood Queens um, of uh, Girlfriend Weekend. Now you know I went to this last year, and Satellite Sister um, Betsy was there as well, and uh, we had a great time. It's a three-day event, and they have, and you get a lot of interaction with authors, and you get to hear about writing and inspiration, and it's just fun all the way around. So Betsy went back this year they have moved the event they've moved the event to austin uh, but as well several other satellite sisters were in attendance land so that is excellent and they noted at the, on our facebook group that they might be involved in the or you know future organization of the pulpwood queen girlfriend weekend now i don't know what that means but i've met betsy and if she's involved with organization that's going to be a good thing, Liam. That's yeah, going to be She good.
0: organized our meetup in Austin last year. So yes. that was when I was in Austin. She was on it, picked the place. Yeah. It was perfect. They're on time. Fantastic. Oh, yes. F-
1: that's good so for the Pulpwood
0: exciting. Queens. That's it good is
1: really good for the Pulpwood Queens because it is run by Kathy, and Kathy uh, runs a hair salon, and she's just a book lover, and so she puts on this festival. She has a whole book club, the Pulpwood Queens Book Club, where she selects recommends books, um, but she also does this girlfriend weekend. But it is a total labor of love, and she it, she get she enlists everyone in her family to help run this operation. So the fact that we might be, uh, that the Satellite Sisterhood might be providing some organizational strength and backup to the Pulpwood Queen Girlfriend Weekend, I think is going to be very positive. And it may be something that next January, it's held every January, I don't know much about the location for the 2018 meeting, um, but we'll keep you posted on that.
0: Yeah, you know, Julie, it's a good reminder that we are having our own Satellite Sisters Girls Weekend in Southern California. Okay, it's just yep. one event currently, but there will be more. We're planning more, maybe bit. Maybe Betsy could plan, plan it for us. I'm so busy with the massage parlor. I'd so for I me know, to Leon. focus. And, be, yeah. and you got to make your house so cozy. I yeah, know. you got a lot to do. I got a lot She's... going on here. Um, but uh, August twenty. I'm sorry, not August. April twenty second. It's Earth Day, by the way. April twenty second, twenty seventeen. All five sisters. We'll be appearing at the Santa Monica Public Library. It's a Saturday afternoon. We'll be there at 2 in the afternoon. We'll do some kind of talk and then some kind of book signing. And then afterwards, we'll do some kind of meetup at a no-host bar place. Uh, And if there are other activities, we will let you know. But if you are planning maybe a spring break with your girlfriends or thinking about coming to Los Angeles, that might be the weekend to do it April 22nd in Santa Monica. Uh, That's also the weekend of the L.A. Times Festival of Books. So if you're a book lover, you can come to our event Saturday and then go to the L.A. Times Festival of Books on Sunday. But more details, just a reminder, April 22nd. Save the date. Um, good. All right. Well, Julie, uh, what's, oh, I'm going, what's happening. That's it. I'm going to DC this week for the women's March and, um, I am meeting a college friend there who's from Seattle, her daughter-in-law and her or her sister-in-law. And then her daughter's coming from Ohio. She's in college in Ohio. But I'm happy that I'll know a lot of other people there. Uh, my sister-in-law from Berkeley is going to be there with my niece who goes to school in Ohio as well. Ruthie, Sheila's daughter, will be there. Uh, our cousin Sarah from Boston will be there. So I'm getting ready, planning my outfits. I want to thank Jenny from Iowa, who sent some cute hats for our group. We really, really appreciate that, Jenny.
1: And we're going to go hopefully, you know, be safe and be I know. strong be safe. and
0: stay noisy. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's I, I, I think one of the reasons I was uh, focused on the rats, possums, and sloths in uh, New Zealand is I, I have a fair amount. I mean, I'm worried about you going to Washington. I just, I mean, I just hope it's a peaceful demonstration for all involved. You know, I. You know, I've been that, that's, I think, really important, I don't do too. Think?
0: I do, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. hadn't even really occurred to me, the safety issue, and I've read some stuff this week, and I'll take all the safety precautions that we need to take. I'm taking the safety issue very seriously. I feel like yeah. we'll be aware. We'll have everything there. And, Julie, I thought about it. We're supposed to write a contact number on your arm. Uh, yes, it I just, saw. <laughs> you know what? I'm putting you down as my contact. Okay, good. You right. know my husband doesn't answer his cell phone. Like he's worthless
1: and he doesn't. And your your son is too busy collecting recycling materials. Yeah. He's probably. And I keep my phone charged. Liz is out of the country and uh, I'm on it, Leanne. You pick up
0: anywhere, anytime. So you are going to be my contact number, but I I feel, I feel like it'll be a very positive experience and I'm looking forward to it. And I know there will be other satellite sisters in and around the area. The, the, it seems impossible to try to meet anyone, anyone anywhere, so I'm sticking with my people. I'm going to see my sister-in-law and my niece the next day, and I'm looking forward to that because I haven't seen them in a while, so we're going to figure out a place to meet up in uh, in D.C. after the march, but so that's it. That's, that's the week ahead uh, for me personally. You know, can I just say a note? I was sad to see about the closing of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus.
1: I need to, yeah.
0: You know, I know that there had been issues uh, over the last couple decades with animal rights groups and the elephants, and we actually talked about this on Satellite Sisters and. I went to the circus with my kids, and they took me through the elephant program and the training and everything like that just as a PR thing. But we grew up going to the circus every year because where we grew up was right next to Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is the hometown of Barnum. Uh, yeah. P.T. Barnum. P. T. PT so, Barnum, PT Barnum. So he, PT Barnum, the figure was a big part of our childhood. There was a PT Barnum museum. There was a Barnum festival. You know, kids were chosen to be uh, Lavinia Warren and Tom Thumb, and my dad. Our dad was the ringmaster of the Barnum <laughs> festival one year. It's funny. <laughs> so you guys wrote in a, on a float. I don't think I was born yet, so I, don't, I wasn't on the float, but I've heard so many stories I feel like I was on the float. But we went to the circus every year at Madison Square Garden, and I absolutely yes. loved it. And, and I, I know it was controversial, and it was around for 146 years, but uh, it did make me sad actually to read about yeah. it. So yeah. Yeah. as soon as they got rid of the elephants, guess what? No one wanted to go to the circus anymore. And that... <laughs> you know, they had some darn fine clowns at that circus and all those trapeze artists and the people being shot out of cannons. I mean, when I I went like 10 years ago with the boys, it was like, this is an unbelievable show. It was just, remember the lights would go down and you get those spinny things and you'd spin (laughs) them around. It was very
1: exciting. It was part of our childhood. We had very positive memories. Uh, so, uh, and that's a long tradition. So, uh, but you know, that's
0: yeah, PT that's Barnum, hilarious. here's to you. Here here's yeah. to you. I know I know it was controversial, but it also provided a lot of entertainment for a lot of people. So, there you have it. Um all right, Joel, you doing anything this week? I know you're you're really on uh Urban Nana, yes. duty. you're on. I have, on I have an Urban
1: Nana assignment. My yeah. daughter-in-law is in Equatorial Guinea, and you can all look that up. So I am, I'm acting as, you know, home base. I'm I, with, my son is here, but we're, you know, I have, I have a full roster of child care assignments this week, Lance. So, uh, and so my phone will be charged. Okay. So, uh, because I, I have a lot of assignments this week. So don't worry about that. Okay, okay
0: Joel. All right. All right, everybody, you know, you can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We do do show notes. We try to put all the links of things we mention on the show in the show notes. So if you're looking for something, it's there. There was a search feature on the website, too, that you can use to look up old shows. Uh, we posted the Madam Secretary recap Yesterday, we were so on it. Uh, So you can find that at iTunes or at Stitcher or anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Thanks to everybody for supporting Satellite Sisters. Thanks to Away Luggage for being a sponsor this week. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.